The Awakened Project is a work of fiction, a story podcast created and narrated by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Chapter 18 Project Gateway What do you know about my father? Tell me! My body was on fire. The energy was overloading inside of me. I grabbed Flag by his collar and lifted him into the air and slammed his back against the glass of the large standing capsule. Flag's expression did not change in the least. He just stared into my eyes, smiling at me. Clara ran to my side, trying to pull me off a of Flag, but I did not budge. I did not even acknowledge her presence. What do you know about your father? Flag asked calmly. I wanted to shout at him that he was killed by the Federation, but I did not know if that was true. Deep inside, a part of me wanted to call my father a coward for abandoning me, but I did not know if that was true either. I slowly lowered Flag to the ground, returning him to his feet. I turned back towards Clara, uncertain of what to say or even what to think. I was lost and she could see it. Flag sighed and slowly walked over to one of the computer consoles. I don't know anything anymore, I whispered. I don't even know what's the truth. I am sure the entity that we have come to call Richter has shown you very much. It is possible my story is yet another theater of the mind that Richter has played out for me. Nevertheless, my research here has proven that at least one of my theories are correct. I am sure you are under the assumption that this has to do with the theory of life energy, and while you are partly correct, that is only half of the story. Clara rubbed her hand up and down my shoulder. I could remember that feeling from whenever I was stressed. While it did calm me, it was Flag's calm demeanor that continued to garner my attention. Something inside of me did not want to trust him, but I knew that was exactly what Richter would want. Once again, I could do nothing but stand and listen to yet another version of history. My father studied with a man from India named Ravi Siren. They had both been involved in the study of life energy. Ravi's research was further ahead of my father's, and so he became sort of a assistant to him. Over time, Ravi became frustrated in his lack of progress and began experimenting on himself. It was at that time that my father distanced himself from Ravi and began working on what was then the United States government. My father's original focus was on creating an Einstein-Rosen bridge, or as you might know it as, a wormhole. As the Alliance military gained more strength and the global war was at its height, the military were exploring all options regarding weaponry and resource control. I will spare you the details, but by the time I had finished college, my father had identified 12 points across the planet where a wormhole could be opened. There were names that matched those that I had heard before, 
but once again were out of place. What was new was talk about a wormhole. I could not help but wonder if Flag did have information that was unique and useful. I did not understand yet how any of this had tied into my father or to me, but he had calmed me, slightly. My father from birth had trained me to be a successor. This was not unusual, but what was unusual was the fact that I was happy to do it. I was just as intrigued in wormholes and a theory of life energy as he was. I had joined the Alliance military as a scientific analyst and was granted limited information on my father's project. Meanwhile, my father was about to make his greatest breakthrough. The 12 points across the globe contained traces of life energy that we could not fully identify. That was until my father tied it in with the data that he had found on the national network. Saren had somehow transmitted data on an energy source within his own body across the net. My father began work on deciphering the data and discovered the energy source matched what was found at the 12 points. I'm pretty sure that you understand. It was all the same thing. It was all life energy. I could see the puzzle pieces swirling around inside my head, but the picture was still not clear. Clara's focus was on me. I'm sure she had heard Flag's story before, but it was as if she was waiting for a specific point of it. It reminded me of the look she gave me as we exited the elevator. There was something important to the story, and that she was worried it would affect me. Not all 12 points were within Alliance control. So, then, General Nathan Davalos gave the order to secure the closest one. My father was tasked to go with them and assist in securing the area, and if possible, containing the energy source. Alpha Factor was the team assigned to provide security. Your mother and father were part of that team. What? That's impossible! Yet another variation on what had happened to my parents. I turned and began to pace back and forth trying desperately to just accept what I was being told, at least for the moment. Flag and Clara just watched me. It was as if they were contemplating on what I would do next. I wanted to hear the rest of Flag's story. I took in a deep breath and attempted to recalm myself, and I turned and looked back towards Flag. I'm sorry, Doctor. Please, continue. Very well. The Scientific Military Research Division was working on a shield technology, and my father was given a device that would erect a shield around the energy source, and they hoped to contain it. This was to not only allow them to study it in a protective shell, but to hide its energy signature from the Federation. My father, a team of Alliance scientists, and Alpha Factor arrived at the location and began their mission. They were able to secure the location, and my father activated the shield. It was at that point we lost all communications with them. The military received word of a massive explosion at the location. Our satellite images confirmed the blast. It was believed at first it was a Federation attack. That was until my team received data on the blast, 
did not match any of the known weaponry used by the Alliance or the Federation. It was clear by the energy signature that the blast was an explosion of life energy. I wanted to ask the obvious question. Nowhere had Flag mentioned my name or even that my parents had a child. I turned to Clara looking in her eyes searching to see if what Flag had just said was the reason for her concern. Her expression was still the same. Seeing that told me I had not reached the point of the story yet. There was much more to come. I asked to be allowed to travel with the recovery team. Because of my knowledge of my father's work, I was allowed to go. The Alliance secured a perimeter around the blast zone. Reports indicated that there were very low levels of radiation, harmless to humans. As the helicopter arrived at the site, I was amazed and shocked at the size of the blast. It had caused a massive crater. Sadly, at that point, I knew no one could have survived. We landed, and the team from Beta Factor secured the location. My team began our search, and soon discovered human remains. They were unidentifiable, burned to a crisp and in pieces. I feared we would not be able to find enough remains for even a burial, less testing. Then, one of the scientists picked up something that I believed was impossible. Life signs. When Flag mentioned the charred remains, I at first believed they were of my parents. I thought perhaps they had placed me in Alliance school to protect me while they served in the military. That was until Flag said they discovered life signs. At that point, I knew exactly what they had found. The life signs were coming from the bottom of the crater. We also found strong life energy readings coming from the same location. Once approved by the military, we traveled over a mile down to the bottom. It was there that we found what we believed was a tear in space. It was also where we found the only two survivors of the blast, Lieutenants Alexander and Martha Hayden. Hayden? Was that my mother's maiden name? Clara squeezed my arm. For the first time I saw a hint of change in Flag's expression. I knew that Hayden was not my mother's maiden name. Flag knew I had questions, but he just continued the story. The military pulled us out, taking your mother and father to a secure location. Over the next few months, we found enough remains to identify the remaining members of the team, including my father. It was decided to build around the anomaly before further testing would be done. Preliminary reports showed the tear was not expanding and it seemed to pose no further danger. At this time, it was discovered the Federation military had been conducting research on life energy. The project was being run by Ravi's son. I was given access to all of my father's work and was to head up the newly created Awaken project to counter the Federation's work. That was when Dedrick Thee defected from the Federation. Thede provided the Alliance government with extensive information on the Federation life energy studies, including the fact that Saren's son was being held against his will. Thede was given lead over the Awaken project, and I was ordered to assist him. All I wanted to do was hear about what had happened to my mother and father, 
The anger and energy inside me was building up again. It took everything I had not to scream out to him. I felt as if I was losing control. I am sure both Flag and Clara knew and could even feel this. Chase held on to me tighter, while Flag, however, pretended to ignore it. Naxum Mountain was named as such because of my father, Naxum Flag. The entire mountain was man-made and built around and on top of the anomaly in order to study it. The 27th floor of the facility is where the tear actually lies, still today. But before I talk about that, I know that you, David, want the answers to what happened to your family. Both your mother and father were exposed to the energy that escaped from the tear. We believe when my father attempted to generate a shield around the energy, it interacted with the energy from the shield. This caused an explosion and opened a tear in space, or as I believe, a gateway. This is when the Awaken Project and Project Gateway intertwined. With the data my father received from Razdi's transmission, we confirmed the dormant life energy existed within human beings, but it did not stop there. Life energy was also found in all living organisms in one form or another. The planet itself had life energy coursing through it. Within the tear, we also found massive amounts of life energy. It flowed from one end, our planet, to another end. Because of this, we nicknamed it the Life Stream. Everything felt as if it was coming together, but at a snail's pace. Flag's story had almost all the elements from what I had heard or had seen before. Thinking on that opened a new thought in my head, one that I had never considered until Flag mentioned the gateway. Flag picked up on my thinking. It was as if he could read my thoughts and was pleased that I had opened a new train of thinking. His smile returned and he nodded at me before continuing. The Alliance military asked my team to continue work on the anomaly while Theed's team continued work with your parents and the Awaken project. I kept close tabs on Theed's research and was there when Theed made his discovery. Your parents were kept in a form of stasis while tests were conducted on them. Theed theorized that the exposure to life energy interacted with their brainwave activities. When we found them, they were unconscious and their clothing had been burned off of their skin. They were unconscious, but unhurt. It was truly astonishing. Theed removed your parents from the stasis. As they awoke, our scans showed that the life energy within their body was growing. We attempted to put them back in stasis, but we could not. Their eyes opened with a glow of bright white light. Even I could do nothing but stand in amazement by this. Then the glow faded and their eyes returned to normal. Your mother and father asked what happened, but did not remember anything. It would make sense that my abilities would have come from my parents, but not in the manner Flag described. I could not help but wonder why I would have been told and have seen so many different versions of history. There were only a few possibilities I could think of. I believe Flag theorized one of those possibilities was correct.
The Alliance military knew it was behind in the race for awakened life energy. Your parents were debriefed and volunteered to continue the testing on them. My team and I continued studying the anomaly, but I could not keep away from Theed's work. Three months later, during normal testing, your father's energy levels spiked. An aura of light surrounded his body. The skin beneath it glowed. We soon discovered it was hardening. The skin itself remained the same texture and structure, but became almost impenetrable. In addition to that, it was discovered that any possible injury to his body would almost immediately repair itself. Unfortunately, this brought testing to a halt on him, which angered the Alliance command. They wanted your father's ability to be transferred to other soldiers. Therefore, the Awaken Project was officially turned into a super soldier program, and they were willing to do anything in order to awaken abilities in others. Hearing about my father and what he went through made me proud of him, a feeling that I had never felt before. I always hoped that there was an honorable reason why he had left me behind. Perhaps I wanted to believe a story where he was forced to give me away in order to protect me. But there was more Flag had to tell me, and I feared my positive outlook towards my father would soon be shattered. Your father agreed to continue testing, but alas, it proved useless. The military's strongest devices could not penetrate his skin, and scans were now useless on him. And so, they turned to your mother. That unsettled your father, but he understood she was also a decorated soldier and member of Alpha Factor, and she agreed to be tested on. That was until Theed discovered something within her. She was pregnant. Your mother was not aware. She stated she had not been with your father for several weeks. Theed believed it was possible that the exposure to life energy was what created the life inside her. At that point, your mother wanted to end all testing done to her, but Theed refused. He sedated her and continued his scans. I told him he should report this to command, but he told me that your mother's body was changing and he feared soon he would not be able to continue his research on her. I could hardly stand. Clara held me close to her and whispered in my ear. I could not even make out what she had said to me. All I could think about was the fact that I may have not even been human. That I was some alien life form created from an anomaly. It was something I did not want to accept. No, it can't be true, Doctor. It, it just... I'm human. I know I'm human. I know you're human as well, David. Please, allow me to finish. I was beginning to have reservations about how we were conducting our research. I believed we could continue without harming your mother or the life inside of her. I should have spoken to command about my concerns, but I told your father instead. When I told him, that glow in his eye returned. However, this time, it wasn't a soft white, but a deep crimson red. 
He was enraged and demanded to know where your mother was. I told him, and in a flash of light, he disappeared from sight. Seconds later, as I ran towards the laboratory, the security alarm sounded, and troops were converging on the laboratory. I could hear men screaming and gunfire ahead of me. When I reached the laboratory doors, I saw your father inside. He was tearing the men apart like pieces of paper. Their weapons could do nothing to him. Your mother was lying on an examination table, still strapped in, screaming at him. It was the same I felt as when I was angered. The red energy, the rage. I always believed the Federation was my enemy, and in the end, it was the Alliance who betrayed my family. I entered the lab just as your father released your mother. He turned to me. His eyes had returned to normal. He told me that he could not let his wife and unborn child be experimented on. Then he asked me to take your mother and hide her from the military. He knew as well as I that they could not stay together. I knew my time with the Alliance military was over, and so I took a copy of Thede's research along with my own notes. Your mother begged your father to come with us, but she knew that was not possible. Your father had led us out of Maxim Mountain and covered our escape. As we drove away, there was a massive explosion. I knew what your father had done. He had sacrificed himself so your mother and I could both escape. So, my mother is alive? What happened to her after that? Can I see her? A somber look came over Flag's face. I knew immediately that my mother was dead. I fell to my knees, staring blankly ahead. Clara wrapped her arms around me, but I could barely feel her. Flag walked over to me and put his hand on my shoulder. We escaped to a neutral country, and... Eight months later, you were born. After your birth, your mother became ill. I had procured some scientific equipment and was able to confirm that the life energy within your mother was gone. It appeared that the life energy had transferred to you, and when you were born, she was left drained. Her body could not handle the loss and began to shut down. Two weeks later, she was dead. My father sacrificed his life to save mine and my mother's. And my birth was the cause of my mother's death. All this and I did not know who I really was and why everything was happening to me. I rose to my feet and looked directly at Flag. I had nothing left. I had to know why. Please, doctor, just tell me, what is happening to me? Why is Victor doing this? Flag turned and walked back towards the computer station. It was I who put you in the Alliance school. I knew it would be a matter of time before they found me. Your mother named you Vincent Hayden after her father. The name David Xavier 
was given to you so I could hide you from the Alliance. I planned to watch over you as you grew, but I too was soon discovered by the Alliance. I had no choice but to take my own life before they were able to capture me. If Flag's story was true, then everything I remembered after joining the Alliance school was a lie. I remembered Flag experimenting on me as a child, but if he was dead, then it was not possible. That would mean everything from that point on, including meeting Sarah and Clara, may have not actually happened. This led me back to a theory. It came to me when Flag talked about the anomaly. He said that there was another exit on the other side. Richter, posing as Clara, showed me a world different from my own and claimed humans came from that world. I believe that was partly true. There was another world, just like Earth, but it was not in our universe. The life stream. That's it, isn't it, Doctor? It leads to an alternate dimension. The smile returned to Flag's face. His eyes brightened. He knew the anomaly was connected to everything. It was why he returned to Naxa Mountain. As Clara said, even in the afterlife, anything created within can be used just as it was on Earth. The gateway was there, just below us. You want to know what Richter is doing? You want to know what Richter is? I believe this afterlife is a convergence of alternate dimensions. Simply put, this is the nexus point where all life energies from all realities congregates. We are in the life stream, and from this point we can travel to any dimension in existence. Richter is nothing but a being trapped in one of those dimensions, and he needs life energy to escape. What you have been seeing, and what we have all been seeing, are alternate versions of our own reality. You believed you lived your life with Sarah and were to have a child. That may have happened and is happening in another alternate dimension. You became the savior of the world and lived happily ever after with Sarah. Yet in another, you met Clara and you both died after a meteor attack and invasion from an alien force. It was not quite clarity, but it was the closest I had come to in a long time. It was believed Richter's powers may be limited, and now I believe I understood that limit. He could only show and tell me events that occurred in an actual reality. Every story I was told or witnessed did happen. Unfortunately, what little I knew on alternate dimensions, I knew they could be infinite. It was possible there were millions of alternate realities and Richter had access to them all. I still did not know which reality was mine or why Richter would need to do this to me in order to escape. Okay, okay. If Richter needs life energy to escape from whatever dimension he is trapped in, why go through all of this? If he can tap into the live stream, why not just take the energy found there and use it to escape? 
it is not just any life energy that he is after. It is your life energy. You are human. My tests confirm that. But you were also born with your life energy fully awakened. This makes you unique. It is possible there are others like you out there, and Richter is attempting to reach them as well. We cannot assume his main focus is on us alone. However, we can only work within our own existence for now. I stabilize the anomaly, and since in this place we are made of pure life energy, we can travel through it without harm. When Richter's attackers first arrived, I scanned their life energy signature. They are made from his life energy. I used it to track him to his dimension. We must go there and seal him off from the Nexus. That is the only way to end this. I realized everything was designed to lead me to that point. The goal in the end was to draw me to him. Richter wanted me and knew what to do to bring me to him. Everything else was a distraction. Knowing that changed nothing. Flag was correct. The only way to put an end to everything was to confront Richter face to face. So, how do we stop him once we find him? He will be expecting me. It's what he has wanted from the start. He will not expect this, however. Flag approached the crystal hanging above the coffin-shaped capsule and slowly removed it. He turned back towards us and showed it to me. Within this crystal is the energy source used to create the shield my father attempted to place around the anomaly. I designed it to interact with your life energy, David. When your father enraged, his life energy signature changed ever so slightly. Its power was magnified a hundred times, however. When we pass through the gateway, this crystal will absorb some of the life energy within there. When we arrive on the other side, within his dimension, you must unleash your red life energy and allow the crystal to absorb it. A, a bomb? Clara said. That's why you needed David? To become a living bomb? I understood what Flag planned to do. When his father activated the shield, it reacted with the life energy from the anomaly creating a massive explosion. With a mixture of the gateway's life energy and my enhanced red-colored energy, the resultant reaction would lead to an explosion a thousand times more powerful than what had occurred before. I'll do whatever it takes to end this, I said as I turned towards Clara. If this is what I am to do, there's no need for dramatics, Flag interrupted. The crystal will not detonate right away. First, you release your red life energy. This will destabilize the gateway. It is possible in your enraged state you will not be able to react quickly enough or lose concentration similar to when Clara retrieved you. This is why Clara and I will be accompanying you. We will leave the crystal behind and if need be, pull you back through the gateway. Regardless of how powerful Richter may be, 
his power is still life energy based. Any attack he makes on the crystal will only amplify its power. We will have enough time to escape. The gateway will close before the detonation, and once its energy is unleashed, Richter will lose access to the live stream forever. I want to ask him what would happen after that. Then I realized, dead means dead. The one constant was that my human body had died and all that remained was my soul. All I could hope for was that with Richter unable to interfere any longer, we would all finally be at peace. Flag returned to the computer station and began running scans on the crystal. Clara took my hand and held it within hers. She was shaking. I pulled her to my chest and wrapped my arms around her. Knowing there was a reality out there where Clara and I were in love made me feel better inside. Perhaps I was missing the point. Perhaps it did not matter what happened in another reality. What mattered was how I felt in the here and the now. Promise me that no matter what happens within the live stream, we'll make it back here, together. No one else has to suffer. No one else has to have pain. But I don't think I can do this if I... I promise. No matter what happens, we'll make it back together. An explosion from above rocked the facility. We were nearly a mile below the earth and I could feel it shake its very foundation. I grabbed hold of, hold of Clara and turned to Flag, who was holding onto the computer console for support. In the distance I could hear the elevator doors open. I looked at Clara making sure she was okay and then ran towards the hallway. As I did, Kyle and Kim came running around the corner. They were both bloodied and covered in dirt holding their weapons. Whatever your plan is, Flag, we need to do it now. Richter sent an army after us and this time I don't think- Kyle was cut short by another explosion directly above us. Flashes of light began to appear all around the laboratory. As the light faded, I could not believe what I was seeing. Containment suits, the same as used by the alien attackers, surrounded us with their weapons trained upon us. Kyle tossed me a weapon and drew down on the one closest to us. There's only one way out of here and it's through them, Kyle said. I hope to God you're as good as everyone thinks you are. Next week. Chapter 19.